Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need, rockauto.com. P.K. Subban and his days with the New Jersey Devils are coming close to an end. He is on borrowed time, but will we trade him? Will we terminate his contract? Or will we wait until the offseason when free agency begins? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to Locked On Devils Podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Okay, so I promised you guys a couple days ago that I would dedicate a full-fledged episode to the P.K. Subban situation. I have more information. Will the Devils try to terminate his contract? Is it possible that we could trade him come the deadline? And if so, what's the realistic return that we could get? And what are my overall opinions on the situation? Like I said, a couple episodes ago this has to be a bitter pill to swallow for pk suban but before we talk about that let's talk about some potential good news for the new jersey devils so have you ever heard of the name miles wood that's a name that we haven't talked about for a while on this show but uh apparently he is inching closer to a return still a ways away so uh the new jersey devils recently released this press release they said that miles wood and yanni kokanen uh have progressed into full skating and shooting drills but they are both still ways away from full contact and when talking about Tice Thompson as well, uh, Thompson uh, was injured uh, earlier this year back in November against New York Islanders, and he had to fix his torn labrum. So hopefully we could get uh, Tice Thompson back soon, but he is still about a month away. So just wanted to give you those injury updates, and I'm going to give you guys my opinion on the Miles Wood situation. So that's another player. That's another X factor that is a big what if for the New Jersey Devils, because what if Miles Wood was healthy this year? Because if you guys recall, Miles Wood actually had a pretty decent year last year despite the shortened season and he's certainly a big help for our bottom six he's a big help for our energy line he provides that spark he provides that grittiness he provides that determination I had AJ Galante on this show uh, just recently and he said that if he had to pick one New Jersey Devils player to play for the Danbury Trashers he said it would be Miles Wood because he's just you know the epitome of what the Trashers organization is like and if we look at what Miles Wood was able to do last year he appeared in 55 games he had 17 goals he had eight assists for a grand total of 25 points had the season been a full 82 games that would have been a career year for miles wood because his career high in goals is 19 his career high in points is 32 and his career high in assists uh is 14 obviously the shortened season didn't really do him any justice but if you inflate those stats just a little bit he was actually on pace to like i said have a career year similar situation as pavel zaka showing signs of improvement but like i said miles wood is a a bottom six player and his job is just to provide the grit grittiness and the determination and while the casual fan might not appreciate uh miles wood and his overall production we certainly appreciate him in new jersey and we definitely know what he brings to the table so that's another x factor like i said moments ago that is a big what if for the new jersey devils because what if miles wood was healthy because if you guys recall he got hurt during preseason at first the devils were just reporting saying it was just bumps and bruises he'll be back sooner rather than later it'll be day to day but then day-to-day turned week-to-week then week-to-week turned into he needs hip surgery and I'm just like well we might as well just shut him out for the rest of the year so the overall question is despite Miles Wood making uh, progress will we see him 
come the end of the year because the season is quickly winding down, guys. So remember, like I said a couple weeks ago, I said that the trade deadline is fast approaching. Well, the end of the season is fast approaching for the New Jersey Devils, at least, because here's the thing, and a lot of you might not realize this, we only have 25 games remaining uh, for the rest of the season. So that's going to uh, be over before we know it. So the, the big question is, should we see Miles Wood at the end of the year? Do we even want to see him? My overall assessment on this is that I would much rather if the New Jersey Devils just shut down Miles Wood and we just bring him back fully healthy next year. There's no reason to rush him. Like if there's a player like Tyce Thompson, like I just said, or Yanni Kwokinen, or Miles Wood, and they have lingering long-term injuries, same with Mackenzie Blackwood. You know, those injuries, there's really no reason to rush them back and, and bring them to compete for the rest of the year because what do we got to gain and what do we got to lose? Because we're in a situation where we have nothing to gain and we have everything to lose. So uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't like preseason and I don't like playing our main guys during preseason because if they get hurt, then it was all for nothing because those games don't count for anything, which is the exact situation as to how Miles Wood got hurt in the first place. So like I said, that's one of the reasons why I don't really like preseason or I'm a little hesitant. I watch the players a little closely just to make sure that no one is playing hurt, no one gets hurt, whatever the case might be. But at, at the same time, it's just like there's really no reason to bring Miles Wood back. There's really no reason to bring Ty Thompson back. There's really no reason to bring Yanni Kwokinen back. There's really no reason to bring Mackenzie Blackwood back because, like I said, we have everything to lose and nothing to gain. We're not really competing for a playoff spot. We're not, even if we were competing for a playoff spot, we're not really going to get far in that sort of hypothetical scenario. So while I'm glad to see that Yanni Kwokinen, Miles Wood, Tyce Thompson haven't really heard anything on Mackenzie Blackwood and his overall injury recovery, but if those players are making recoveries and they're just practicing and they're just trying to like get back onto the rink, that's great and all. And I'm glad that, you know, they're taking their time with them because uh, the, the press release said that those players are far from full contact practice. I don't think there's really any reason to rush them and bring them back because, you know, it, it, let, let's just think about this logically. Like, when would they come back? When there's five games remaining in the year? Do you really want to see Miles Wood in the remaining five games of the year? What, what, what good is that going to do us? And what if he gets hurt again? So there's really no reason to just rush the process. We need to take our time. We need to slow down. Nothing to gain and everything to lose because just look at Mackenzie Blackwood's situation. He had a lingering heel injury and look what's happened right now. Goaltending has been a huge issue despite our defense stepping up, despite our offense heavily stepping up. It gets exonerated by poor goaltending. Like I said, not trying to slander on Nico Dawes or anything, but uh, the, the fact of the matter is that Nico Dawes is biting off more than he can chew. He's um, way in over his head just because he's not accustomed to being in this situation. This is not what he signed up for. It's not his fault, but he, he went from like step one to step eight real quick. Like and he took that huge step. So my thing is, is like, I don't want to be in that situation where we're basically talking over the summer saying, will Miles Wood be back at the start of the season? Will Yanni Kwokin and be back at the start of the season? Will Tyce Thompson be back at the start of the season? Because if you guys recall, Tyce Thompson was actually having a pretty good year in Utica. So uh, I, I'm impressed by his overall development. And like, like I said last season, I thought we kind of rushed him into the NHL a little too quick. So I was just like, let him develop in Utica and then I'll see if my opinion changes on him in that matter. But he was actually putting up pretty decent numbers for the Utica comments. So I got to give credit when credit is due. So 
in that sort of aspect, I'm glad that these guys are making recoveries, but let's not rush them back. Let's not bring them back at all. Let's just shut them out for the rest of the year and just wait till next year when they're fully healthy. So like I said, glad that these guys are on the right track to recovery, but I just don't think it's worth bringing them back if that makes sense. Okay. Now, before we talk about PK Subban and his overall situation, I want to advise you guys on betting because I just got back from Sin City. I got back from Las Vegas and betting is big out there. So I'm going to hook you up with betonline.net. So it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from the latest odds, content, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Man, those Vegas casino games were everywhere. They they even had them in the airport. I didn't even know that was possible. But head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transit action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now... The second live read comes from an OG sponsor, rockauto.com. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership it makes no business sense whereas rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rockauto's prices are reliably low for every consumer they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com everybody Okay, so let's talk about P.K. Subban and his overall situation. So if you guys need a refresher, I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Apparently, Tom Fitzgerald had a quote-unquote hard conversation with P.K. Subban, and he informed him that the Devils don't really have any interest of re-signing him, which basically is a telltale sign that uh, that they're either going to look at the trade deadline to move him or come the end of the season, they're not really looking to extend him. So it's just basically all the signs indicating that P.K. Subban's days with the New Jersey Devils are coming close to an end and that he's kind of on borrowed time right now. So the thing about P.K. Subban is like, you know, I said this a couple episodes ago, this has to be a new all-time low for the former Norris Trophy winner because like I just said, he's the former Norris Trophy winner. Aside from all that, he made an appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals with the Nashville Predators a few years ago. He's a former uh, Olympic gold medalist. He's appeared on the cover of NHL 19, the video game, and now going from all that, he's also a great advocate in the sport of hockey, trying to diversify the sport. He's also known for his fashion statements and basically just being a big personality off the rink. But going from all that to now just uh, basically uh, being told that a bottom tier team in the NHL doesn't want him anymore. Like I said, that's got to be a a hard pill to swallow because I haven't heard any rumors or any speculation as to P.K. Subban saying that he doesn't want to be with the New Jersey Devils organization because like many of you have said in, in the previous episode, Uh, He is a consummate professional like he got to New Jersey didn't really go the way that I'm sure he anticipated didn't go the way that the organization anticipated it but he's been the consummate professional he's been uh, trying to play 
day in and day out. Uh, despite, you know, uh, some struggles, he always seems to march through it. So I, I don't think he doesn't want to be with the New Jersey Devils. I think he wants to stick to it. And he understands that his window is kind of winding down in terms of him trying to win a Stanley Cup Finals. I think he spoke on that last offseason because I remember talking about it on my show saying that despite uh, him being with the New Jersey Devils, he's going to try to make the most out of it and trying to get them in a position to win. So that way he could maybe win a Stanley Cup Finals. But I think in his heart to heart, he knows that he's not going to win it here because we as fans are aware that it's not going to happen anytime soon. Our first goal is to try to get a wild card spot at this point. But, uh, you know, we're, we're a ways from that happening. We're going to have to wait till next year or the year after that. But digressing a little bit. Uh, when P.K. Subban first got here, it, his season was an absolute catastrophic disaster because he had 68 game appearances. This was 2019-2020, and he had seven goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 18 points. But get this, he had a plus-minus of negative 21. His previous worst plus-minus was when he was playing with the Macho Canadiens, uh, uh, during his rookie year, and that was a negative eight. And then you would have to go a few years later to the Nashville Predators, 2016, 2017. It was also negative eight. So negative 21 in his first season with the New Jersey Devils. And then the season after that, he set the bar so low that there was really no place to go but up for him. So he had uh, five goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points, and he had a plus minus of negative 16, and he appeared in 44 games. But keep in mind, he didn't finish out the uh, entirety of the year because he got COVID, he has asthma, so they were very cautious of bringing him back. So he wasn't able to finish out the rest of the year. So his numbers could have improved just a little bit more. And this season, uh, he has appeared in 54 games. He has three goals, 15 assists for a grand total of 18 points, and he has a plus minus of negative seven. So the one thing I could say about P.K. Subban, and I think a lot of you can attest to this, is that he's gotten better. It's nothing impressive. It's still a far cry from what he was able to do with the Montreal Canadiens and the Nashville Predators. But the one thing I always said about P.K. Subban was that I was open to bring him back to the organization because the fact of the matter is I just told you guys his track history. He's a former uh, gold medalist in the Olympics. He's a former Norris Trophy winner. He's appeared in the Stanley Cup Finals. He's been in this league for uh, a little over 10 years now, and he's been a great role model for the young players. And, you know, despite him getting all this media attention off the rink, it hasn't really gotten to him. You don't really hear him any in any scandals. I think the only big thing that has happened to him in his recent lifetime is when uh, he and Lindsey Bond announced that they were no longer going to get married. And I, I think that's the only time when you really hear his name in the press and a quote-unquote negative manner. So, like I said, P.K. Subban has been the consummate professional, and I I want him in the organization because I just feel as though having that player of, of, of a track history and also just being in the league for a long time, we're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. We could really use someone like P.K. Subban and his overall leadership, and also maybe him being paired alongside with Ty Smith doesn't really do him any justice either, but at the same time, you know, it's just like, uh, if if we have a player like that on our bottom four defense, I will take that, quite honestly. Like, I'm not expecting much from him because I don't have to anymore. Now I can rely on Dougie Hamilton. I can rely on Ryan Graves. I can even rely on Jonas Siegenthaler and Damon Severson to get the job done, whereas P.K. Subban, still there on our bottom four defense and just giving us, you know, some minuscule production, but at the same time, he'll have his moments, and when he does have his moments, it can pay dividends for us. So uh, in terms of just not extending P.K. Subban, I could kind of understand it. 
it. And I could see where Tom Fitzgerald is coming from because there's probably a better option out there. And the writing was on the wall for a while, guys. Let's just face it. Because after his first season, I'm sure the Devils did whatever they could to just see, like, are there any possible suitors out there that would want P.K. Subban? I remember we talked about this last year in terms of maybe P.K. Subban being on the trade market. But the one issue we have is his contract. And I don't think any team is willing to take on that big contract. And then um, we tried exposing him in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. If you guys remember, that's the whole reason why we got Ryan Graves in the first place. Because had we not made a move previously, then we would have been, uh, I, I forget the exact number, but I think it was like uh, a few million dollars away away from the cap floor not the cap ceiling the cap floor if we didn't make that Ryan Graves move and we exposed PK Subban in the draft and he was hypothetically picked up by the Seattle Kraken we would have had to hold on to him had we not made that Ryan Graves move because that's just too risky you don't want to be uh you know a few million dollars away from the cap floor so this uh year is the final year of PK Subban's contract he'll be an unrestricted free agent come this offseason so uh it'll be a little easier to move him and also just uh Fair warning, I think we would have to pay at least half of his salary just to sweeten the deal a little bit if we do really want a team to take him off our hands come the trade deadline. I've also heard reports that the New Jersey Devils could try to terminate his contract so it could make him a free agent right now and then he could sign for any team that he wants for the minimum, but I don't think that's the best move. And there are a few options for P.K. Subban, but let's just face it, the return package is not going to be all that great. So the important question is, what's going to happen to P.K. Subban? Are we going to trade him? Are we going to try to terminate his contract? Or are we just going to wait until free agency and just not resign him come the offseason? Well, if I had to make an educated guess, I would presume that there are not going to be that many teams just reaching out to the New Jersey Devils asking about P.K. Subban. I just don't think it's going to happen unless the New Jersey Devils say, hey, we'll pay for at least half of his salary and then we'll trade him to you guys and, and we want this in return. I don't think that's going to happen. So if I had to make an educated guess, I would say that P.K. P.K. Subban is going to finish off the rest of the year with the New Jersey Devils and then come free agency. I just guess Tom Fitzgerald is not going to reach out to his agent and just say, hey, we want to negotiate an extension. But I, I always said this, guys, and I said this early on in the episode. I said I am willing to bring back P.K. Subban just for a cheaper deal. And I think many of you can attest to that just based on what P.K. Subban is capable of doing, based on his name, based on his leadership. I'm sure you'd be willing to bring back P.K. Subban just for a cheaper deal because the number one complaint that we had for P.K. Subban was just his lengthy contract and it was so hard to move so we were kind of in a long-term marriage like we we couldn't get rid of it so we were just gonna have to wait until uh death do us part and right now his contract is about to expire at the end of the year so here's our death do us part so um the thing about pk suban and courtesy of pucks and pitchforks they released an article saying that um the the best case scenario is like you know maybe the devils can get a first round pick here's another option they can maybe get a prospect or maybe it'll be sort of like how they call it like a hockey trade you know how we traded for ryan graves and ryan graves was kind of a sleeper addition for the new jersey devils or jonas siegenthaler i'll admit i thought the jonas siegenthaler trade made no sense at the time i'm like why are we trading for jonas siegenthaler he hasn't even played in 10 games he's made no impact for the Washington Capitals why does Lindy Ruff want Jonas Siegenthaler and boy was I wrong because I'll admit when I'm wrong because Jonas Siegenthaler has been one of our most consistent defensemen this season so it could be one of those moves where Tom Fitzgerald it looks for a diamond in the rough or looks for a player that's underappreciated and undervalued on his team and just try to pursue him because that could potentially happen but 
Uh, at the same time, I just don't know if someone is willing to take a risk on P.K. Subban. Look, I get it. You know, the Devils could like pay for half of his salary and then maybe we, we can get lucky. But I, I just anticipate for uh, P.K. Subban to be with the New Jersey Devils for the remaining 25 games of the year. And then we'll see what potentially happens. But um, in terms of just terminating his contract, and I'm glad that my colleagues at Pugs and Pitchforks agree with me in this regards. That is an absolute definite no for me. Why would you terminate his contract? Because then we'll lose him for nothing. And then, um, you know, it's the same situation that we were with uh, Nikita Gusev and Sammy Votnin. You know, we couldn't find a suitor for any of them. And, you know, Nikita Gusev, you can, like, get a pass on that. But for Sammy Votnin, you couldn't get anything for him. But... Uh, that that's none of my business. So um, yeah, I don't think terminating his contract is the answer. I I feel as though that that's a bad look for the Devils organization because I don't want us to be known as a team just like you come play for us and we'll terminate your contract and then you can sign wherever you want to sign to. You do not want to have that reputation of just basically being, hey, I sign with this team, I do well, they terminate my contract and I'm up and out of here. That's not the mentality to have. So uh, if my uh, guess does me well, I would say that P.K. Subban is going to finish the rest of the year with the New Jersey Devils, and then we'll see what happens. But to be honest, I saw this one coming, and I think a lot of you also saw this one coming just because we've been trying to get rid of P.K. Subban for a while now. Uh, we tried exposing him in the draft. That didn't work. The Seattle Kraken didn't want to take on his big contract. No other teams really want to take on his big contract. Declining in production, but uh, he's okay for New Jersey Devil standards. So uh, what's going to happen to P.K. Subban? Well, I just told you guys, I think he's going to remain with the New Jersey Devils for the rest of the year and then we'll just not resign them come free agent period and uh, if we are able to trade them if I had to make an educated guess I would say our best case scenario is just to make a hockey move like make a chess move and see is there a diamond in the rough out there that the Devils could potentially obtain because we've had uh, a, a few lucky instances of striking on players who are uh, under the radar, like with Ryan Graves, Jonas Siegenthaler, uh, Jesper Brat. Jesper Brat was drafted in the sixth round. We signed Jimmy VC to a tryout deal, and look at him now. He's actually having somewhat of an impact for the New Jersey Devils. So we struck gold on Diamonds in the Rough. So I wouldn't put it past the Devils organization to maybe, you know, make the most out of um, uh, finding a player who doesn't really pop up on much radars, feels uninspired on a team, doesn't really get that much love or respect because they are out there and they could make an impact for us right away. So we'll see what happens. But uh, my overall assessment on the thing is that I am disappointed that P.K. Subban and his days with the New Jersey Devils are coming close to an end. But at the same time, I've seen it coming for a while. This is a business move. Um, you know, like I said, I do love his locker room presence. I do like his overall improvement, but it's just not enough, let's face it. And I guess uh, I even said in an episode before, he's not a long-term solution. He's a for-now situation just because uh, I, I, the only reason he's on our roster is just because he had a huge contract and we just couldn't get rid of. So we'll see what happens. But come trade deadline, guys, I think it's going to be a silent day for the New Jersey Devils. I don't think P.K. Subban will be going anywhere. It'll be very hard to move them. But let me know what you guys think. Are you disappointed about the P.K. Subban move? Are you happy that uh, his big contract is coming to an end and that could give the Devils some more flexibility? If you were to trade P.K. Subban, who would you trade him to and for what? Would Do you want a prospect? Do you want a first-round pick? Or do you want, like like I said, and Pucks and Pitchforks said, a hockey move in which we get like a Jonas Siegenthaler or Ryan Graves 
type of caliber player where they're undervalued, but they can pay dividends for us in the future. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts, so leave a comment on the YouTube page, or if you're listening on the podcast streaming service, hit me up on Twitter, at LockedOnDevils, or my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.